Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable with me, Sean Phelan. Rugby is back and we can finally talk about it. So this week we are chatting to Emma from Westbury RFC and Steve, the chairman of Staines RFC, about the first couple of weeks of their training sessions. Rugby training is back and you're probably in need of some new kit. Well, why not treat yourself to some new stash ready for the return to rugby? Our friends at Rugby Store have everything you need from boots to balls and everything in between. And for listening to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable, we can help you save 10% off your new kit when you visit rugbystore.co.uk and use our special promo code FYBPOD at the checkout. That's rugbystore.co.uk and the promo code FYBPOD. And we thank them for supporting our show. Now, let's get to my chat with Steve and Emma on the return to rugby training. Hello uh, and welcome to this week's edition of the Philly Brutes Rugby Roundtable. Uh, my name's Sean Phelan uh, and since back before Christmas, I guess, we have uh, been talking to individual clubs about what they've been up to over the last few months and, and over the last year. But now there is some actual rugby to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to talk to a couple of people that have been involved in training over sort of the last 10, 10 or 12 days, um, find out their thoughts on um, or what the situation is at their club uh, and what the plans are going forward. Uh, but I want to thank every club. We did about 10 club focus episodes. So I want to thank everyone that got involved, that listened to, to all the clubs that sort of helped share it and everything. We'll be doing a lot more of those over the summer. Uh, so if you want to get your club involved, please just, you know, just ask and we'll get that sorted over the next few weeks. Um, so I want to introduce you to my guests today. So we've got Emma from Westbury RFC. Hello. Uh, we've, got, we've got veteran of the of the Philly Brutes Rugby Roundtable, uh, Mr. Stephen Leach from from Staines RFC. How are we? Yeah, good. Good, good. thank in, you. In being back out. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. Uh, first of all, what we'll do, we'll just uh, Emma. If you just want to introduce yourself, tell us a little about about your role at uh, Westbury. Yeah, so I'm Emma. Um, my club is Westbury RFC. There's lots of Westbury rugby clubs out there, but I like to think that we are the original. We're probably not. Uh, but we play under the iconic Westbury White Horse. We have the most amazing pitch view. Um, and I've been with the club for, it must be going on for five years now. I took up rugby fairly late in the day. I had a couple of seasons playing, um, had to retire through injury. And now I work with the team on marketing, but I'm also one of the directors of the rugby club as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for giving up some time this morning. Uh, and Steve, uh, this is now the third appearance for you on the show. Uh, so t- just give us a quick rundown of, of you and, and Staines. Uh, so I'm chairman of Staines Rugby Club and director of the, the company, a bit like Emma. Uh, but during lockdown, decided to get fit. So I've now put my boots back on after retiring 10 years ago to have a, a final season or two. So I've been out training. Um, apart from that, probably a bit like Emma, do a bit of everything for the rugby club. A bit of marketing, find some sponsorship, a bit of kit. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been good to be trades. back involved. 
exactly yeah yeah if you if steve was on episode minus one which was at the rugby show that which was the which ended up becoming episode one as well because then you came back on on, on uh the following week um which then became the round table as it as it is now uh steve you're looking trim mate what, what, what's been yeah. going on I, we started up uh, an old boys fitness club, which was about four of us uh, in the first <laughs> lockdown. Um, that's grown to about 20 people now. Um, and uh, personally, I've lost... Met the team sorted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> personally, I've lost about four stone. So, yeah. It's, wow. Uh, Fantastic, mate. That's very cool. Very cool. Right, so we're here. Rugby's back. Rugby's been back for... Uh, uh, a couple of weeks now um so we're going to chat about what the what you two clubs have been up to um so emma talk us through sort of the return to rugby at, at westbury oh my gosh we've been so excited so excited to get back to rugby um itching to get back you know waiting each announcement can we get back to rugby um so our ladies team have seen um about five or six new players turn up which is amazing never having like played rugby before so that's such a positive thing to come out of this lockdown people wanting to kind of take up a new sport or get fit again and it's actually the same with our men's team as well they've seen about eight or nine new players turn up um which is fantastic and we're kind of trying to start off relatively slow I feel like on our men's team, they're, they're having to hold themselves back a bit. Um, but certainly on the ladies' side, we're starting off with some fun fitness to just build everyone back into the rugby before um, we kind of get back into pre-season um, again in the summer. Wait, when did you come back to training? Uh, so just a couple of weeks ago. And so it's just so nice. The first, the first day? The, the, yeah, the oh yeah, the first day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we train our ladies team up train on the Wednesday, and the men's are on the Thursday. So that week we were we were back. And it's just nice being able to see people and see like a large group of people again, you know, and um and have a rugby ball in your hands. You know, if you don't have like a rugby family or you don't live with people, it's been very hard to kind of keep up your rugby skills. So it's just nice doing the simple things again. Definitely. Uh, and Steve. Talk us through sort of the first, the first session uh, at Slains. Uh, first session, a bit like Emma. Welcome back, uh, our ladies and men's team on the Tuesday. So we train Tuesday, Thursday. Um, lots of new faces, uh, which is brilliant. Coming out of lockdown into a first session to see lots of new people has been great. I think first session we had sixty plus, um, and then that followed wow. on on the Tuesday, same sort of numbers. And then this how week, does that uh, how does that compare? How does that compare to what it would have been had there not been a pandemic a year ago? Would you? Uh, so, so we entered lockdown with having probably 15, 20 people turn up to training um, on okay. a regular. Wow. Um, and then since lockdown, uh, we launched a women's team. Um, so we, we've oh. grown a whole women's section within lockdown. Um, so to, they're up to about 20, 25 members now. Um, so, and then to increase the men's side on that, we went down to one senior senior side um, after having up to six at one point. Um, so to grow that, and the aim now is to make sure there's rugby on the return in September for all those people that have come down. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so you both just mentioned it there, and it was something I was going to come to later, but I, I want to jump to that now. How did you go about recruiting people 
when there was sort of very little opportunity to, to do any sort of rugby activity. Emma, we'll, we'll start with you. You said you've got five or six new men's yeah. players and eight or nine new women's players, which is fantastic. How, how did I you go about it? Consistency with, um, so for us, it's a lot on social media presence. So we have created lots of like funny videos over lockdown or in the lead up to coming back to training we were doing like movie posters adapted around rugby and our players just to try and get people like looking at interesting things and then we hit them with the we're returning to rugby this is all your details kind of stuff and then we use a lot of um we are a, we're a really small rugby club um to be honest and we are in a market town that is surrounded by other market towns with larger rugby clubs um and so there's always a lot of competition um but what we've actually found is certainly on the ladies side with our newer players a lot of them are coming from say football that are maybe like going into off seasons and stuff and so we're picking up players that can't go back to their original sports at the moment because of the way that the season falls and and are trying out rugby because they just want to play a, a team sport which is fantastic uh, and has that been the same for you steve yeah, I think um, social media has definitely played a, a big part in our recruitment campaign. Um, it's something that since taken over as chairman, I've been really conscious about building brand and brand awareness for the club. We're in a saturated market um, with London Irish and Harlequins and, and much bigger, older rugby clubs around us. So we're to be, I think we've, we've focused on concentrating on we are a small club within our community. Um, it doesn't help that we're called Stains, but are based in Feltham. Um, so we've, we have a Feltham rugby club around the corner as well. So um, social media and presence has been great, but also we're blessed with having 14 acres of land. So we've kept that land open um, for members in the community to, to stay active. Um, lots of guys from Wild Geese have been down training during lockdown to keep fit. Um, and we've just made sure that it, People in the community are aware that we're there for them to stay active. Um, we launched a, a big partnership around mental health and, and well-being as well in the first lockdown. So part of that continuation was making sure people can stay active um, and to, to look after themselves. I think, Steve, you're hitting the nail on the head there. Like, you know, when we're competing against bigger clubs, we have to highlight what is special about our own clubs and our own strengths. So whether it's the kind of the people that we always refer to ourselves as small club, big heart. You know, I think it's one of our guys on the marketing team that's come up with that, that, that we use it all the time because that just seems to sum us up. Um, and that's how we want to, to be known and those sort of people that we want to attract. We also use a lot of like the spotted in pages you know the local community pages and stuff they've been quite good to us kind of getting the message out that we are returning to sport as well yeah brilliant uh, i think it's great that, that more people seem to be wanting to come back into the sport because i think uh, 12 months ago i think everyone was panicking that yeah. players might disappear and clubs might disappear but actually everything that you guys have just said as well as every other club that i've spoken to are all saying that they're thriving which is which is absolutely brilliant it means that they're actually taken stock of what they needed to to happen over the last 12 months uh, and they did it and they're doing it really well so um so uh, steve tell us about the actual sessions um has it been a case of just easing back in or has it been sort of full steam ahead we want to hit tackle bags and hit each other and and all that all that jazz 
No, I think um, it helped having some virtual sessions in the build up to it. So we've been working a lot of uh, around game plan and, and what we're going to do when we do actually get back to playing rugby. So the view from most of the players was that we're not ready for contact. Our bodies aren't ready. So uh, Nick and the coaching team have uh, have hidden fitness within touch rugby. So we've done a lot of touch-based rugby to look for space, work on defensive patterns, work on attacking patterns. So, but within that is uh, it's been a lot of running um, involved well, in most of the sessions. Especially so the ready for rugby one, where you're going back and forward the whole time. You know that's yeah. really hard work. There's a lot of fitness in that. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it's it's been it's been good fun. Um, I think there is some that want to get out and bash, but we're we're a long way from that. And the ground was hard on Tuesday. So I was quite pleased that we were just running around, to be honest. Yeah. And has it been the same up at Westbury, Emma? Yeah, it's a lot of hidden fitness. Um, we've, certainly on the ladies' side, um, there's been lots of, you know, rugby tennis, working on skills. So, you know, high ball catching, all of those sorts of things that sometimes get a bit lost in pre-season while you're working on other stuff. So lots of the fun games. And then we have one of our coaches, Lynn, loves a bit of fitness. So she loves to challenge a bit of, set a bit of a challenge. And there's always a competition between teams, you know, bit of healthy competition and uh, from the men's side point of view I think they've been doing lots of fitness again lots of skills and you know we are being sensible as much as everyone would like to get back and take some of that pent-up aggression out on some tackle bags and stuff it's about being sensible and getting our bodies gently back used to some contact certainly certainly there's plenty of time for that still six months or so before the season hopefully can begin that's when that's when the, the fun stuff will happen. Um, so uh, what I wanted to ask about also was, uh, do you think this is a, a wonderful opportunity for people that have never played the game before to, to actually have six months of uh, sort of easy steps into, into the game rather than you turn up on a Saturday, you're starting on the wing and you work your way in? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think we were both nodding. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially in our women's team, lots of new to sport. Um, uh, like Emma said, a couple from football, a couple that have never played before. Um, so to, to have this time to embed skills uh, and get bodies ready for a completely different type of sport um, is ideal. Um, for me, returning to playing has been fantastic to, to get the body back in some kind of condition. Um, and again, we've we've picked up guys that have wanted to come back to rugby, um, that have been away for a while. So yeah, perfect time to to dust off the skills and get a bit of fitness in. Sometimes pre-season can be quite fast-paced. You know, if someone starts right at the pre-season of rugby, you're kind of you're getting your team ready, aren't you? You're already talking like tactics and stuff and how you're going to be playing. And so I think that it is absolutely the best time because we're never going to get this period of time again to start with all the fun stuff building it up slowly, taking that time and then getting them ready to play their first full season rather than rushing it. It also gives us time, you know, to find people's spots on the team. You know, you get an idea whether they're going to be a forward or back kind of quite quickly. But actually, you know, taking some of those roles that we can start training people up in in early days, you know, so they can start really finding their position in the team. Definitely, definitely. What, what, we, all, what we also found is... Lockdown's been an ideal situation for us to integrate our cults into the senior setup. Okay, so that yeah. they, 
they they lost their cult season pretty much, um, unfortunately. Um, and there'll be lots of clubs in the in the same position. Um, for us, historically, we've lost that age group um, just due to the the big gap in cults to senior rugby. So it's been a brilliant opportunity to to integrate the two sections together, get to know both sets of players um, and get to build some relationships. And, and it, it's, it's worked really well. We've got some back this lockdown, I'm sure. Some more will come out of the woodwork as, as the weather gets nicer. Always the way. Always the way. Fair weather. Fair weather. Um, so sort of looking ahead then, um, uh, what does sort of the next few weeks into the summer sort of look like for for you emma so continuing on with training we are not planning any pauses in in training um across uh the summer um hopefully um building up to maybe some games certainly on the men's side i think they're looking to have some local kind of friendly style games if they can to get themselves ready they're about to go up a league so it's really important that they are kind of ready for that and more um rugby ready for that um but we're also going to do lots of work around our club you know we are a club that you know our players are also our volunteers you know um we're very small we rely on everyone and there's always lots of work and maintenance you know we've been lucky over various covid restrictions to be able to do bits of work but we are just in the process of like installing new drainage channels to help our pitches and that is a whole army of volunteers that it takes to do things like that so um hopefully in the nicer weather we'll be doing some work around the club again <laughs> and you steve any, any, anything sort of planned for the for the next few weeks uh slowly easing the opening of the clubhouse uh to get the bar operational again which uh, some of the players are looking forward to on a tuesday and thursday night after practice um or instead of to... <laughs> well, <laughs> for some of them. um but yeah a bit, a bit like emma just take the time we're not we're not planning on any pausing uh we're looking to to use this as pre-pre-season then into pre-season then hopefully into some rugby come september um and I think uh, Nick is looking at some ready for rugby fixtures to to integrate the the players together, uh, and we're we're more than capable of hosting more than one side at, at at the ground. So looking forward to having a busy environment down there. Uh, and like Emma, using the time that we we're not open fully to to prep ready for return to to members and the community to to use the facilities. I hope as well we're going to get to do some of the, the club traditions that were, you know, cancelled. So obviously club season, uh, club dinners and that sort of things are all up in the air. But we always have like um, men's v women's touch games between Christmas and New Year that obviously didn't get to happen and stuff. It would be really nice to kind of shift some of them along to kind of rebuild up our club community, get everyone back together, you know, in, in one place. And a part of that is definitely the bar opening. I know fingers crossed we'll have nice weather and we can all sit outside in our small groups and just kind of be able to spend some time together. Socialising will be a massive perk. Do you think that there is a massive opportunity with, with Saturdays and, and the Lions tour to, to sort of integrate everyone back in, including the families and, and, and the kids that you've got around the club as well? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think we'll be quite lucky, you know, with the Lions going ahead to just have something on the TV that we can we can show, you know, and, and figure out a way to be able to broadcast that outside and stuff. Luckily, we've got some techie guys at the club that can sort all that out for us. 
Uh, and, and Steve, being a, a Lions Origins club, how, how sort of excited are you uh, for, the, for the summer? Uh, massively for us. It's our first time as a as an Origins club, so we're looking forward to the activity and also being a Canterbury club. It, it's doubly exciting for us. So we we might be featured in some bits and pieces over the over the coming months, which would be nice. Um, but we we invested in some marquees to put on our patio area, so we're we're nice and covered. Uh, we did get a TV outside for some of the the pre lockdown stuff, uh, so hoping to do that again. Um, but like Emma, probably looking at a way to be able to broadcast something a bit bigger uh, in the outdoor space that we can get more people in in the environment, fire the barbecue up, and have have some fun. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I'll I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. More than um, welcome. I'll, I will be there. Yeah, we should get a Decker versus uh, Stains ready for rugby game on. Yeah, speak definitely. speak to Woody. Speak to Woody. We can sort that out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, look, there's um, that's sort of all my questions, I guess, covered um, for this episode. But uh, the one question that we do always end with, and, and I didn't prep you, and I should have done, um, is that we ask every guest for one hope and one fear for the for either yourself or the club or for grassroots rugby over sort of the next oh, the next twelve months. Um, Steve, do you have anything that you're hopeful or fearful of for the game? Uh, hopeful for me is to have uh, a women's side out on a Sunday and two senior men's sides uh, and and the kids back running around playing some competitive rugby on a Sunday. Uh, fear is that our front row have lost far too much weight um, over the, the close season. Um, so, yeah, but, why is it? Why is it? My front rowers are going to be far too fit. Uh, you know, there's all this healthy eating and exercise. It's not going to be good. For, it's not going to be good for the game. Sorry if there's any health people watching, but you know, <laughs> or they just got really strong and it's going to be horrible to play against them. One or the other is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> Thanks, Steve and uh, and Emma. Uh, I hope that our uh, men's and ladies team have a great season. You know, we um, our boys deserve to do really well. They worked so hard this, last season to go up a league and to do so well in the cup. So I just really hope to see them progressing nicely that league when it all gets started and my fear is kind of around how covid will have impacted our sport and i don't think we're going to know until like a year down the line you know hopefully we'll find that all of our clubs have been able to hang on um but uh, and we will have recruited loads of new players but you know there is this fear that some people have retired early because you know they're like actually priorities have changed I know we've seen it a little bit with our ladies team where they've had time at home and actually they've gone I would like more time at home at my week you know in my week and so rugby is no longer the sport for me and and you know a couple of um, people have retired early certainly on our men's side because their priorities have changed so hopefully that we will still have the sport full of all the characters that we love in kind of a, a year to come perfect the, the fear to those people that are retiring early is that you don't get to retain them within your clubs for me because mm. um, yeah. you, you lose their knowledge and experience to then pass on, have stories in the bar. So it's, it's then being able to to give them something else to do. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to play anymore, but you're really important to our club. So what is it you can do to help or what can we do to, to keep you involved? Steve, I'm dying to ask you, how have you recruited a female side, you know, with 20 odd players over lockdown that's really impressive 
yeah so we um we were approached by a, a group of four four young ladies who wanted to launch a side uh we said yeah go for it um and they've done all the work to be completely honest um we've given them the the framework to do it and the freedom to do what they like um again power of social media bringing down friends bringing back in contacts that probably haven't played rugby for a while and it has gone from strength to strength i think they had 10 founding members and that's grown over over the the lockdown periods and again probably not playing has helped them massively um so then we'll, we'll build in some friendly games from when when they're all up and running that's incredible yeah, that's very impressive well done incredible well uh, we'll get them on the show soon so they can tell everyone how they did it and and how they got about how they went about it um but that's a perfect way to end um so yes come back to your rugby clubs they're open. Go and have a run around. The bars will be open very soon. There's a Lions tour. There's going to be barbecues. Get down to your local rugby club. Let's let's celebrate what we what we've got and what we've missed over the last twelve months. Um, so yeah. So hopefully, hopefully now that rugby's back, we can we can talk about the rugby on the pitch rather than rugby off the pitch. So um, Emma, Steve, thank you very much for joining us. Um, let me pay the bills and thank uh, Rugby Store for supporting the show. Uh, go look along the ticker. It's, there's a, a promo code FYB Pod uh, to get 10% off everything uh, in store, and that supports uh, Philly Boots. But then it will also support your clubs with uh, with uh, some things that we've got going on down the line. So uh, get involved in that. Uh, like, subscribe, listen on the on the podcast on Apple. Leave us a review. There's a lot of words here. Uh, leave us a review. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell everyone about Philly Boots. Philly Boots is about to evolve. So get people involved now. Um, get people, uh, get your clubs on the map uh, because there's some there's some big things coming and you know, come September, you'll want to be part of it. So get in, get in now before it's too late. Uh, Emma, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, thank you all for watching uh, and listening. Uh, good night. Cheers, Sean. Thanks. Thanks to Steve and Emma for joining me and a huge thanks to Rugby Store for supporting our show. Save yourself 10% off when you visit rugbystore.co.uk and use our special promo code FYBPOD, FYBPOD at the checkout. And for more information on Philly Boots, please visit FYBRugby.com. I've been Sean Phelan and you've been listening to the Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable.